This is Simply Heard, a podcast that seeks to tell the real stories of everyday professionals whose lives have been impacted by hardships, such as world events like COVID-19 or workplace discrimination. I'm Stephanie Kong. And I'm Daniel Bracken. Today, we have an in-depth discussion with David Tran, one of the owners of the Vietnamese restaurant Tan Mai in Austin, Texas. In this episode, David shares what it's been like continuing to own and operate a restaurant in a COVID-19 world, what it's meant for his business, and how he's had to change himself and his business to make it through the pandemic. David, who is taking over the restaurant from his parents who started it when they immigrated to Austin, talks about why he chose to follow in his parents' footsteps and what the restaurant means to him, not only professionally, but personally. We hope you enjoyed the discussion as much as we did. David, I think for to kind of kick things off for our listeners, uh, it'd be super good if we could get a feel for what your role is uh, in the restaurant industry um, and basically what you've been up to, whether personally or professionally, for the past couple of years. Yeah. Um, so I guess everyone out there, my name is David. Uh, I run family restaurant. It's called Tamai Restaurant. Uh, it's a fall restaurant in Austin. Uh, my role right now pretty much is slowly learning the ropes uh, to fully take over in the next few years. Uh, my sister and I are both partners in this. So we're just kind of learning the ropes, adding things here and there to, I guess, modernize and update the business, uh, I guess the business plan for the future. And uh, from there, uh, hopefully continue what we've already established. We've been open for 23 years now. And that's something that, especially in Austin, having a restaurant for that long is is not very common. A lot of places open up and close. Uh, people get tired of the restaurant business, and so that's something that we we don't like. We don't want to let go. We've, hopefully, we've established some sort of repertoire, some goodwill in the community, and want to keep that going while we still can. Yeah, no, that's really cool. And. Like, what made you want to decide to take over from your sister? Uh, so, no, I'm going to take over with my sister. So, we both, both of us are graduates at University of Texas, and we pretty much have been in the restaurant business for our entire lives. Uh, it's something that we've grown up to, you, and people who are in the business know either you love it or you hate it. There really isn't in between. But the idea of sitting behind a desk nine to five, dealing with commutes, uh, having to report to someone higher up which sounds really bad to say but it's more it's more of a uh, we've seen what works and uh it was something that we we wanted to pursue and we liked being our own bosses quote unquote and uh, just seeing how the, the seeing the impact that our parents had made with a lot of, of all of our customers who've come in we make personable relationships with them and it's something that we really take to heart it's if you meet us and you talk to us in real life we try to get to know you it doesn't matter if we've just met you for five minutes and i feel like it's a really great way for us to i guess i'm gonna say practice but more so just be ourselves without having to and it was like we were talking earlier we don't need to be all too formal in our work environment, that just makes us more comfortable. Absolutely. What is incredible to me is to hear uh, even just a tidbit uh, of what you shared about your parents' story and relationship with all of it as well, which is the the restaurant has been open for 23 years, which as you mentioned, that's 
a really long time for any restaurant and I think something that anyone could be proud of. Did they uh, emigrate to the Austin area? Did they grow up in Austin? Um, what, what is their story? Why did they want to get into the restaurant business? So my parents are both immigrants from Vietnam. Uh, they immigrated here right after, after the Vietnam War, escaped the country to come pursue uh, a better life. And my dad has always been in Austin for most part of his life. Uh, once he moved over here, this is where he was based uh, and I guess sponsored to be. My mom, uh, I guess real quick, if you were to go into a backstory, they, are, they were next door neighbors of Vietnam. When they moved over here, they, they separated, didn't really see each other. But then my dad luckily found her, brought her to Austin. Here they are with, uh, with the restaurant. And I guess the restaurant business for them was just something that they wanted to, that was a good way for them to really, I guess, establish themselves in this country without, especially escaping the war and everything. There's a whole lot in their life that they don't want to wish upon my, you know, my sister and I, hardships and whatnot. And they knew that starting a business was the best way to get us uh, further along in society. And here we are. Absolutely. Uh, I, I think that that's traditionally like one of the um, biggest conceptions of the American dream, right? Which is anyone can go and you can make this business and you can make a life for yourself. doesn't matter where you're from, like what your background is. It's just your grit that like sees you through to, to find that success. Um, would you feel like that, that that element of it rings true for, for how you guys are, are approaching the restaurant uh, right now as well? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I think everyone has a dream of being a business owner or hopefully have some sort of independence in this, in this crazy economic world that we live in where, you know, I guess, like I said earlier, nine to five, you can kind of feel like you get stuck a little bit. And so for us, every single day is a, is a different situation, even though, yes, it's the same business, but nothing's the same. And, and for us, yeah, why, why, why wouldn't I want to be able to have things on my, on my terms, um, put, the hard, put the hard work in and I guess invest in ourselves, you know? Uh, if we have a good business, hopefully we can have people who come in, we can, we can help them see the same way we do with our business. And hopefully the people who go, who meet us, talk to us and whatnot, can take something from that and maybe find future success on their own. So. Yeah, no, I think that's cool. Cause I actually grew up um, with a restaurant business too, with my family. So I am a first generation and I'm assuming that, um, are you, if you're a first generation too? Yes. Going to college? Yeah. Could you describe like some of the experiences? Cause I'm assuming that you probably worked the restaurant life while going to university. <laughs> so yeah, I, mean, I relate. I remember the good old days. Like, cause my parents oh, owned. Yeah for 20 some years. So if you want to just like go into it, cause I think, that, oh, yeah. yeah, it'd be nice to hear. I mean, I, I, I guess, you know, first. Oh yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. There is, there's, 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 it's love hate. There is no in between. You're like, ah, I kind of do this or yeah, I kind of, I kind of like this. No, it's either you're in it or you're not because I want to say a lot of our parents didn't want us to be in the restaurant business. The restaurant business is not, it's not easy. Long hours. Um, a lot less freedoms with what you want to, with your free time because you're always constantly you're constantly thinking about the restaurant there's things that can go wrong on any given day uh, 
you know, but with that said, that's something that we've grown up with. That's in a way it's a weird, it's a normal for us. Uh, and I feel like we have enough knowledge of the restaurant business in our background like growing up that we knew what we were getting ourselves into. Whereas a lot of people who have a restaurant idea go into it. They think they have a great product, they have a good plan, but then it's hard to implement what you have set up if you've never worked in the industry before. Uh, there's a whole lot of variables and and hidden costs, hidden obstacles that if you don't plan for it, it could uh, it can definitely it can definitely take a big toll on you mentally, physically, and I guess kind of tying into a with the whole with this whole I guess theme of the podcast is you know how to dealing with businesses during this this crazy time of COVID nineteen. One of the the things that you mentioned that I had never considered before, but uh, I love that you and Steph were able to connect on with that that mutual background is the love hate relationship uh, that is often present between you know doing this but also trying to to live uh, for all intents and purposes like a normal life as well. Yeah. Um, when it when it comes to like you personally, David, um, what do you love about what what you do that makes you keep doing it? One of the biggest things is. Uh... So you'll go to restaurants and if you go to a restaurant long enough, if you see the same people long enough, they will in a sense become almost like a friend. You're going to their house, you're eating their food. Yeah, sure you're paying them for it, but you build relationships. That's, that's the nature of it. It's, food is a very, very intimate thing in people's lives. Uh, it's not just something, you know, there are people out there who just shove food in their mouth done they just do it for nutrition but for the most part i would say if you go to a restaurant it's because you enjoy eating there you enjoy maybe seeing the people there um and so for us i love i love the fact that we get to see familiar faces pretty much on a weekly basis our restaurant has been because we've been there for so long a lot of people and we're in a hidden spot we're not located right on the highway we don't have a huge sign or anything like that. So people who've come have been coming for years they are, or they find out word of mouth. We're not something you stumble upon. And I love the fact that when you come eat at our place, it's because you had to think to yourself, I'm going to go eat there. And it's a, it's a, it's a great feeling to just know that you have, you have food that people love to eat. And when, or we have customers who come in and talk to us and they genuinely care about how we're doing. Um, how things have been in general. And I feel the same way with them. I've seen kids, a lot of, I see a lot of kids growing up. Um, one of the greatest stories that we have is that we had, we have a customer who's been coming since the end of high school, came through college, brought his girlfriend in college, and now they're married and have a daughter. And her, their daughter is 10 years old right now. But to see that, just see someone grow in front of you, even though I'm not saying I'm, I'm not old by any means, but to see that, and that's something that we truly, truly love to get, like, it's, it's just, it's like family, you know, like, it's like, because we have cousins that we barely see, um, you know, maybe once every other year, but we love to keep up with them, but these, this, this is basically our family now. Uh, the daughter comes in, gives us a hug, we give them a hug, and it's just, uh, it's a really warm, fuzzy feeling. That's just the best way to put it for me. Um, to know that it's it's just be, it's beyond food for us. 
How do you guys, well, how do you personally think you differentiated yourself? Because I remember like having a restaurant, my parents having a restaurant, there's a lot of competition with the Chinese restaurants doing the same takeout. And um, I know like the most, some of the most successful places, um, it's sort of like what you said, they were able to establish that, but like without word of mouth, what else, like, what do you think, like made you guys successful that way? So one of the, one of the biggest things that we pride ourselves on is we're not the standard Asian restaurant when it comes to service. If you talk to a lot of people, if you who eat at Asian restaurants, one of the one of the more common things you hear is that they're not the nicest people, or they're just they're just there for your money. That they you come in, you pay them, you order, and that's it. That's the end of the transaction. Um, for us, we pride ourselves that again we get to know a lot of our customers on a personal on a personal uh, basis, and we get to talk to them again find out about their life, get to know them, have them be part, like, ha show them the appreciation that they're coming to eat at our place. And we want you to know that. Uh, not everything's perfect, you know, we definitely get angry at some people. <laughs> we have customers that we don't particularly get along with just because of, you know, everyone's different. So you have different backgrounds and what you, what you expect from a restaurant. But for us, I think from hearing from most people who come in, a lot of people like the fact that we try to be as, I guess, personable with people. And when you come in to eat, again, it's, it's not just for food, it's for conversation. It's for, we like to give smiles. And the way our, our entire, our family, we all have our very different personalities. My dad is a huge jokester. So when people come in, he'll, he'll do anything, anything and everything to make you laugh. And I think a lot of people like that, just because you can have a tough day at work, you can have issues at home. We don't care about any of that. We want you to come in when you're here, you're smiling, you're laughing, you, you're, at, you're at your second home. Um, my mom is extremely, extremely motherly. So if family comes in with a child, it's really hard for families to get time to themselves mm -hmm. just to eat, for parents specifically. Uh, my mom will come in, take care of the child, hold the baby as, as she's working, gives parents time to eat. Uh, and that's something that we just really, really love to do. And I think that's what separates us is that we truly do care about our customers and not, we're not just saying that because a lot of places will mm -hmm. tell you customers first, customers always right, things like that. But that's more, I feel like that's just like a cookie cutter response that's a pull the string from behind your back. Oh, that's what I have to tell you. Um, but actions speak louder than words. And I feel like people really get that from us. I love that, man. And I think that that 100% uh, stands to like differentiate um, a business, a restaurant uh, from their competitors. I think uh, one of the things that you started hitting on earlier um, that you rightfully mentioned as well as the primary reason that, or one of the primary reasons we're kicking off this podcast is to tell the story of hardship uh, that professionals, people, everyday people face uh, in the face of COVID-19, of potentially like workplace discrimination. Uh, in this instance, like COVID-19 um, is, we've all had this um, outside perspective uh, as we've watched news articles, videos or whatever, tell completely different narratives. But one thing that I think uh, a lot of people, if not everybody would agree on, is we've been able to see that the restaurant industry in particular, once COVID uh, happened, 
uh, was hit hard uh, in the terms of how we were doing things three months ago. Over almost overnight, it seemed in many places was how we were suddenly not allowed to do things. Um, and speak having you, you know, talk about the the things that you tried to to differentiate your business through, like that that personal contact, going out of your way to to make sure someone has a good experience. It, it seems like that ultimately would have would have been made more difficult uh, because of, you know, just that that lack of 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 in person contact. Um, for you, how has it been adjusting to like this COVID nineteen situation, and and what was it like going through uh, the middle of that? So I'm gonna say from the get go, the toughest the toughest thing to really adjust to was. And I think everyone felt it. It was a lack of understanding with the terminology that the government was telling us about stay at home, uh, essential worker only, and the time frame that everyone had in order to adjust and, and understand what all of this meant. Uh, I specifically remember the very beginning when Austin announced, okay, stay at home starts tomorrow. And the first thing that came into my mind is like, well, I guess we're closing the restaurant, right? Uh, when you say stay at home, they don't, they don't necessarily tell you from the get-go what that necessarily entails. So we were already planning on shutting our doors down, getting everything set up to where we had to get rid of perishables. And we had to make sure that everything was stored in a way that when we came back, it would everything was clean and didn't require all that much work because you don't want to come back, especially with food. You don't want to come back to food or anything that's been sitting out for a long time. So you have to make sure all of that was taken care of. Um, and that was tough until we found out that restaurants could stay open for to-go. And that I found that out in pretty much you know, the 11th hour after going online, doing a little bit more research and finding out what exactly it all meant. So that was somewhat of a relief, but, and I felt that affected everyone, not just us, because that first week, business dropped dramatically because a lot of people just had no idea. Oh, I'm supposed to stay at home. Okay, I understand, that's fine. Um, but they didn't know they could still get food to go and it's difficult for people to understand the level of safety, of, of safety that, uh, that a restaurant could provide for them food-wise because you're trusting. I mean, anytime you go to a restaurant, you trust people to handle your food. You don't see them prepare your food and you just have to have that blind trust that is being done correctly and make sure that there's, no, there's, there's nothing that can be transferred to you via your food. And so we, and luckily for restaurants, we are most restaurants i hope are fairly clean and there wasn't any adjustment on that end but it was definitely weird seeing the dramatic drop off um business wise and that was very that was very very tough to deal with and it, it, it takes an effect on you mentally because this is something you've done for so long with the fear at the time you're you have to think about the, you have to think two months one month two months ahead three months ahead maybe an entire year and how you have to change your, you have to change your business model. But for, you know, on, on the second thing too, like you were saying, us being personable and having that personal contact with our customers, um, you know, as the weeks have gone by, 
uh, to go picked up. We still, we're still currently doing to go only. Uh, it's been, it's different because again, food is food and hopefully people like our food because it tastes good. But if you go, anyone can go to a certain restaurant, not just because of the food, but because of the, of a personal feeling they have and being able to talk and see the same people that's been at this place for however many years. Most of our employees have been working for us for 15 plus years. So it's just nice seeing familiar faces, especially for those people who are extroverted. They can come in, maybe this is, this is their way of being able to communicate with people. It's just, even if it's just ordering food, saying, hi, how are you doing? It helps to fill that, that battery of theirs. And it's, it's different, even for us, because I'm a very extroverted person. So if I don't get to really talk to the customers, it's definitely, it's definitely getting to me a little bit mentally, uh, but we've had to adjust. And when people do come in, we have quick conversation. If it's someone who's been coming for a long time uh, or someone who hasn't been seen in a while, I'll make sure that, I'll, I make sure to let them know that we, we appreciate them coming. We have a quick conversation about family, work, uh, just let them know that yeah we still remember you we'll never forget you we still care and that's the best we can do at this point in order for you know in order for us to feel that we are connecting with, with people still even though it's not in the same it's not in the same manner as it was in the past yeah kind of going along with that did you guys find and feel that once people were finally able to connect the dots that oh everything is not necessarily closed down i can still order to go um, that because of those great relationships that you had built with your customer base, because of your guys' unique approach of legitimately and not just on paper, putting the customer first, um, that your customers were there to support you um, at, through this time, like by ordering takeout, by, you know, by, by doing what they could to, to support the restaurant. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I, feel, I feel like that's maybe one of the biggest reasons we're uh, we're experiencing some downfall, but we're not, we're in no danger of going under. And I'm very fortunate. All of us are very fortunate for that. And that's because I want to say over the years, we've built some goodwill with our customers, uh, customer base and people want to see us succeed as much as we want them to be happy when they come to our restaurant. And I feel like when they come, they, a lot of people have expressed, uh, concern and it's it's very it's very endearing for us to hear that mm. uh, because for restaurants you can easily most restaurants can be easily replaceable in terms of like oh I don't like this or something bad happened like oh I don't McDonald's screwed me over today I'm gonna go to Wendy's because I'm never gonna be never gonna go to McDonald's again it's somewhat interchangeable and with the amount of competition that has grown in Austin um, you know there is that fear that it's there but it just seems that over the years, people, uh, yeah, like I said, the goodwill's there. People have been coming in and it's, it's, it's due to their great support that we're able to, uh, to, survive, to survive this and not have any worries that we'll be in any trouble. Because I know the second that we open up our doors again for dine-in, people will people be ready to come in and and be more than happy to have, I guess, a normal experience uh, once again. But it is really nice to see 
we, it's nice to see all the customers calling in. We've had customers call in just to say, hi, mm-hmm. I just want to make sure you guys are doing okay. And you don't, most people don't even have friends who do that from time to time. <laughs> so to know that we have people out there who are willing to just call us and make sure we're alive and well, says the world to me. No, that's cool. And I know in Austin, there were a lot of like just Asian uh, restaurants getting discriminated against. You, would you say that wasn't applicable to your restaurant or did you see some of that appear? Cause I know like racism with the COVID going on, it has become a lot more prominent. Right, so we're lucky that I'm gonna say our customer base, they, they're all fairly, I'm gonna say a, a decent mind and they, we've had no, no real issue with any any racism while we are very you know we're so fearful that it could potentially happen um we haven't experienced anything yet and i'm very grateful for that and and then for us also i want to say people are fairly educated enough in, in austin who know that vietnamese is different from chinese not to say all chinese are the ones who are bringing this over or anything like that because a lot of people have that really really um, I guess, ignorant thought that that's the case. Uh, and then, but you have people who say, oh, Asians, you're all the same. And that's, that's something that I'm getting lucky that we haven't had to experience. Um, but yeah, like people are fairly, again, edu- fairly educated, fairly of good mind that that's racism isn't something that is really strong in terms of our, uh, in our song of our worries with everything that's going funny. on. No, that's good to hear because that's good that, yeah, because I just like, sometimes I know the news, um, it puts it, well, they put it out there and I know it's easy for people to just see like one race as like, hey, like if you look like a certain and just stereotype it. So it's good to hear um, that for your business, it's everything's good. Yes. You know, and I'm, and I'm sure people, are, we probably have customers who do think like that, but if they do think like that, um, they haven't come in and you know, for me, if that's the case, I would say it'd be great for them to never come back. It's fine. If that's how you feel, then that's something that I'm not necessarily going to agree with. And yeah, if we don't, if we don't see you again, then so be it. <laughs> I think that'd be a just fine approach to take <laughs> mm-hmm. in that instance. Um, I think one of the, the things that we're trying to shed light on overall with the podcast as well is that generally, and even though we all know internally that this isn't the case, we, we somehow still like to believe that work life uh, is separate from personal life or work life is, is just, you know, when, when you come home, you put your work life in a box and that's it. And when it's time to get ready to go to work the next day, you like pull it out and, and pick up where you left off. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that we all inherently know that, that that's not the case, right? So what, what happens in our personal life can bleed over and have emotional or physical impact in our work life. And vice versa like if things aren't going well in the work world they can or for whatever reason like if we have a native negative experience sometimes we even if we wouldn't want to we take that back into our personal life and one of the questions that i wanted to ask you is in the light of everything that happened with covid um how has it been like personally for you over the past couple months um what, what kind of emotions have you gone through has it been like primarily positive negative how have you been on that front so personally, if we're talking about just social aspect, uh, I'm personally dying. I'm an extrovert. So <laughs> not being able to see people and hang out with people has, it's definitely tough on me. 
And again, like, so being at the restaurant where you see people, because I'm such a big extrovert, being able to talk to people helps me beyond the work, beyond the work life, because it just makes me feel better as a person. So like, when work is over, I'm happy. You know, I'm at work, I'm happy. You know, so <laughs> that's been a little difficult for me. And that's just on a social aspect. Um, but outside of that, uh, with everything going on, it's it's hard to say that when we're when we're closed and we're at home that we're not worried about the business just because uh, right now there's a lot of unknowns, right? It's mm -hmm. a whole lot of variables. I mean, we're still seeing cases going at a fairly steadily high rate per day in, uh, in Texas. Luckily, Travis County isn't seeing too drastic of a spike. But, you know, that's something that you think about. And it's hard to not, it's, especially because it's your own business. So I want to say if you're working, people who work corporate lives, it's easy to kind of separate yourself from work and home or working personal just because you're out of the office, you know, out of sight, out of mind. But for us, it's because it's our business, you know, um, it's, it's always going to be there. You're always constantly thinking about, cause you have to, you have to balance, you have to balance all the, all the, everything going on with the pandemic. And then you have to balance your employees, uh, and the hours and everything that you're giving them and making sure that they feel safe and that they feel happy with, because we, we've had to reduce a little bit of hours for our workers and they are very understanding, but you always have to think about, is that enough for them? Uh, I hope that we're doing the best we can and mm -hmm. that they're okay with it because these are people that have been with us for so long that you don't, you don't want to risk the, you don't want to risk a chance that they are unhappy with you. And then on top of that, you know, just it's our livelihood, right? So, the work life directly affects us because if the, if, the, if, the restaurant, if the restaurant isn't doing well, then that affects everything. I feel like that's, I mean, obviously with everybody, but for us, it's not, it's not as simple as, oh, well, if this doesn't work out, I'll just apply to another job. This is kind of like, this is, this is it for us. So you have to think about it a little bit and be on top of things. And for us, you have to be on top of all the new health ordinances that come out and be sure that we're constantly refreshing the page to see if what needs to be done to make sure that our customers feel or feel safe, that we feel safe, our workers feel safe, uh, and that we are in compliance with everything. Because if we're not in compliance, there's a huge liability issue now. Uh, mm. You don't want to deal with that. So it, it's constantly on my mind. Um, but with that being said, uh, there are positives. Uh, being able to do to go only gives us time to take things a little slower, not constantly on our feet. Uh, parents have been able to not work as much and they're, they're heading towards their retirement plan, although forced, but this is something that they, I guess, have been wanting for quite some time, just couldn't find the opportunity to scale back with their, their involvement. And in that aspect, it's been, it's been pretty nice, you know? And with that, less work means they're they've been happier uh as a whole just not being not being at the restaurant for nine ten hours a day wow 
No, that's definitely like, I'm learning a lot as you're telling us like this too. Cause I mean, when I was growing up with the restaurant business, I understood how difficult it was because my parents would never have like a day off and everything. Mm -hmm. And I know that definitely took a toll on their bodies. And um, that was really powerful to hear how like your parents are basically just now retiring everything. Um, like, how are you dealing with it personally? Cause like, I know you mentioned you're an extrovert and like, if you're constantly working and not ever having time, how are you keeping sane? I mean, I guess right now, just doing the best and doing what everyone else is doing, you know, Zoom meetings, uh, calling, calling friends, calling family on FaceTime, things like that. I'm, I'm lucky that my sister is not just my sister, but probably one of my closest friends as well. So it's nice that to have someone at work that I can have, I can have personal conversations with, not just talk about work. And it, that's probably the only, that's probably one of the few things that's keeping me sane with all this. Um, taking nightly walks to help just kind of clear my mind and whatnot. Uh, other than that, just, yeah, <laughs> doing what everyone else is doing. Uh, for the most part, you know, uh, introverts are the ones who are always misunderstood. Like, oh, I don't want to go do this. I have to make excuses to, to not want to do that. But now I feel like I'm just living, I'm living that world just on the opposite spectrum um, where I wanted to do something, but the only thing I can't, only thing I can do is uh, kind of be hunkered down a little bit at home uh, until things get a little bit better, feel a little bit safer. Um, but it's nice. It's actually kind of nice being able to, I guess, reorganize some priorities, you know, look, look inside, figure some things out and uh, talking about myself. I guess that's the best way to put it. Yeah. You know, yeah. talking to myself has definitely been, it sounds crazy, but no, it's been, it's, it's, it's been, help, it's been a growing, a growing experience for me. I think uh, talking to yourself is more normal now than it, than it was like three months ago. I'm sure everyone right. probably dabbled in that <laughs> with some, uh -huh. some degree. Yeah. Um, one of the, the final questions that I have uh, that I feel like you're in a super good position to answer not only just uh, for the restaurant industry, um, but for, for professionals everywhere, is um, what advice would you have for people who, who are going through uh, a difficult time, either because of COVID uh, in this particular instance, as it's most relevant, uh, but also just facing any other hardship uh, in their um, professional life as well that they feel like is stifling them? What, what would you tell them um, to, to give them strength, advice, based on what you've learned uh, from this circumstance? So a couple of things that I've learned, I wanna say, first and foremost, it sounds cliche to say, cause you hear it all the time, but I've definitely have understood more and more the power of just taking a deep breath and try, just relaxing for however long you need. Um, it's easy to take, it's easy to hear all this information from the news, your friends and everything and it's easy to get overwhelmed and and i think that's something that a lot of people are going through right now uh it's just hearing so much you don't know what's what's true what isn't true and we've all kind of become we're, we're being forced to become scientists now with the whole corona uh economists because we have to try to figure out or is how long this is gonna affect us if at all um, we've kind of had to become, you know, uh, our own entertainment psychologist, making sure that you're in good mental health. Uh, but really 
take a deep breath, realizing what is truly important at, for the time being, uh, which kind of leads into the second thing is use this opportunity as a time to reprioritize things in your life. I want to say people, uh, a lot of times they just, they're, they're thinking too much, uh, taking too much on their plate at once and not thinking, not thinking down the line or they're thinking down the line, but they're, they're just taking leaps and bounds and so it's just step by step. For me, it's been, it's been really nice to figure out a good work-life balance. That's something that, you know, Steph had mentioned. How do you find time to do anything while, while working a lot? And how do you find time for yourself? Uh, I definitely realized that there's a good, there's a really good, it's a good opportunity for me to realize that work and personal life, you need both. I mean, you can work and you can make all the money you want right now, but all that money will mean nothing if you don't have a chance to use it and enjoy yourself. And that's something that my parents, I think, have realized by finally having this forced break for them. They've been able to see that, okay, I've worked this long. They never wanted to take a break. And now that they have this break in front of them, and wow, I can, I can, I can breathe. My feet don't hurt. You know, I can, I can sit and actually listen to myself. And that's, that's something that I don't think they've been able to do for over 20, 30 years, you know? And so it, it's been, I want to say reprioritizing what's important to you and what, like family, you know, family's been put on the back burner for quite some time just because we didn't have the time to. Um, one of the greatest things that I will cherish, I'll look back on 2020 and realize this, and remember that this is the, this is the year for the first time in my adulthood that I was able to consistently have family dinners with my parents. And it's been nice actually getting to know them as people and not just parents it's fantastic and i that's something i wanted to take as a, a lesson for me in the future that whenever that comes for me to have a family have children i want to be there i want to be present and if that means scaling back hours if that means only working x amount of days then then so be it but that's important to me and for for those out there who are dealing with some troubles like just reprioritize your life a little bit, you know, realize that maybe money isn't everything because once this is all over, now you have, you don't have opportunity to do anything now, but when you do have an opportunity to use it, because I feel COVID more than anything has real, has let people realize that nothing is consistent. And if you have the time, take advantage of it because you never know. Travel was taken away from us. Um, I'm a, I'm a huge live music person. Don't have that. Uh, so if you, if you want to go to that concert, go to that concert. Um, if you want to take that trip that you only say, I'll, I'll do it later. I'll do it later. If you have the means, do it just because who knows what will happen. Right. It is, it's really nice to just kind of say, I have, I have a much better foresight with what I want to do in the future than I did 34 months ago. Oh, wow. No, that's amazing to hear. And I think that's definitely like, even for me, it's empowering to hear that. Cause I know as like being Asian and everything is just that I know my parents like definitely like worked like they still work and they have not taken the time off for themselves to basically see the world and or do anything else so I think that's empowering I think for me like my last thing that I would like want to ask you is that if our listeners who are tuning in they can help you out your business out with or even like personally what would you like ask for to help us mm -hmm. um I mean I want to one of the big things really is I hope people realize that 
and I think this is not just for me, but this is goes to everyone in the world that even in, you're going to run into professionals and people who or whatever in their jobs, but everyone is at the end of the day, a normal person, you know, so under, a little bit more understanding, like, you know, you hear people talk about, oh, everyone should work a restaurant job once in their life to understand what they're going through. Um, I want to say like, that's, that's something that hopefully this whole experience will give people an opportunity to realize that, yeah, everyone, just because you own a business, we're not, we don't have everything figured out either. <laughs> you know, uh, we're just like you, we're just, in, yeah, we may have the business, but we're just like you learning things on the fly, trying to t handle society, uh, you know, and all these different rules and regulations as they come. And we're just normal people. Right. You know, and so if you want to, if you want to help us out, you know, just be sometimes like if you mess up, Hey, I understand. One of the things that I heard someone say to me, uh, a customer came in and it's kind of rung in my, it stayed in my head ever since he said it to me just because it, I, I feel like this is a great, it's a great, great thing to apply in a lot of different uh, assets, uh, assets of life. It's just, uh, Hey, we're all going through the same storm. We're just all in different boats. Right. So everyone's going to be a little, everyone's going to handle things differently. Everyone's going to see things a little bit differently, but the situation is all the same for everybody. And we just got to try to be more understanding, be more forgiving. I want to, uh, that's, that's something that again, very general yet you apply it to a lot of different things. And, and I really, it's really, really stuck. It struck a chord with me just because I've, I've said it, I've thought about it a lot. Um, trying to be understanding with people and understanding of the situation and especially with all you know not just not just COVID-19 these protests and everything and understanding that uh, mm. there is no it's no it's not black and white out there uh and I, and I say that not as a <laughs> yeah. you know <laughs> yeah. there's, there's definitely a lot of there's a lot of gray areas that I feel like a lot of people are just not they're not taking into account right it's, yeah. it's not just this way or that way that's good um more understanding because it's just i know like even from like my parents running a restaurant there were definitely customers who you know maybe got a little bit more angry than needed to at certain times and i mean language like i know my parents speak broken english and so sometimes they were definitely like people had a less of a patience for that so i think that was a really good call to action yeah and then hopefully I guess for other people out there, like you were asking about people who may be going, experiencing some hardships mm -hmm. right now too. I want to say, keep your head up. This is something that you're not the only person dealing with this. There's a whole lot of uncertainty right now, but if you keep your head up, something's going to come along because if, if you keep your head down, you're not going to see the opportunity pop up. So. I love that. I feel like that's a super good note uh, to end on. And you've given a lot of really sound advice that I, I hope that our listeners will be able to apply uh, in their own lives um, and it's really cool to see that applied like in action uh, in like the story that you've told us as well. The last thing that we want to do David is we want to yeah. give you a chance to plug your restaurant. Tell tell everyone <laughs> yeah where, <laughs> where they can find you. They can order from you. Um, I don't know if you have any idea right now uh, when like your, your dining room area is going to be open or if that's still mm -hmm. kind of like unclear. Uh, but we'd love for you to, to just like put, put the information out there um, so that uh, people can just order from you. Yeah. So our restaurant name is Tan My Restaurant. Tan as in the color tan. 
mys and like this is my uh this is my i whatever my dog <laughs> and so <laughs> we were in austin texas uh we do not have a website so i hate for you to go look it up and uh, and not find it but you can find us on google you can find us on yelp hopefully you can find some pictures that you want to peruse the food that we offer and hopefully if something strikes your fancy you can give us a call uh, our phone number is online as well and most likely if you call you're more than likely talking to uh, my sister or i and we're more than happy to help we're more than happy to uh get you fed hopefully you enjoy our food and you're you'll come back thank you we appreciate that man um it's been super good getting to talk with you uh, i'm really glad that uh one i was able to connect through vince and, and yeah uh, that you were willing to do the podcast because I love like the the real insights that come out of these kind of discussions. I feel like the people that tune in, bless their hearts, like if they're tuning in to one of the first two episodes, <laughs> we we need them and <laughs> we want them. <laughs> um, but I feel like e I'm I'm even walking away from this conversation one inspired, uh, but also just super grateful that I had the chance to connect with you on the level that we did. Uh, and I yeah. hope that we give those our listeners the that same experience as well. Yeah, because like I think kind of tying what I was saying earlier, uh, you can talk to professionals in any in any field that you want, but at the end of the day, we're just we're just normal people, and I feel like a lot of times you'll read interviews or you'll see or you'll see things, and it just feels you're not really getting the true opinion of somebody, uh, and that's something that I always try to provide, and you know we've hung out before Daniel, and mm -hmm. I hope that. I know this is slightly more formal, but I hope I'm not a completely different person than uh, than one, who I was when we met. Yeah, and that was a it was a great hangout too. I hope we can do it again soon. Yes, yes, uh, but yeah, no. Thank you guys for having me. This has been uh, this has been great. You know, I'm I'm glad to provide insight, and I I wish you guys the best of luck with uh, the rest of the podcast. Thank you, David. We appreciate your time and uh, let us know if there's ever anything that uh, we can do for you. Yeah, no, of course. Thanks again for, you, uh, for having me. Thank you for tuning into the second episode of our podcast, Simply Heard. We hope that you were able to draw strength from it as we did. We created Simply Heard to tell the unspoken stories of many whose lives have been impacted by hardship and to offer a platform where professionals in any industry can band together to support one another. To contact or support David and his restaurant, look up Tan Mai Restaurant in Austin, Texas on Google or Yelp. They are open for takeout and the over 1,000 reviews on Google speak for themselves. We know that so many more individuals have untold stories concerning how various hardships in their professional lives whether it be COVID-19 or workplace discrimination, have impacted them. And we want to help give you a platform to share yours. If you're looking for an opportunity to be a guest on our podcast, reach out to us at simplyheardpodcast at gmail.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Simply Heard. Thanks for tuning in and we'll be back soon with another episode.